the voice of our praise. You know, something that, that, that the enemy has successfully done is to shut the voice of our praise. You know how he shut the voice of our praise? He convinced us that our praise should be mixed with our feelings. Therefore, when we are not feeling well, we can't praise God. People say, I cannot lie. I have to tell the truth. I'm not well. That is, we understand that one. But do you know that praise has nothing to do with your state? Praise has everything to do with him. Not the way you feel. Hallelujah. You don't praise God because you feel good. Hallelujah. That's why some of us, we make a mistake. Sometimes in the praise and worship, we praise ourselves. We are not praising God. Because we dance only on the song that stirs our soul. You see, a song that, 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 that does not speak to us, we can't praise God in that song. Because we say, it must speak to my soul. Who told you it's your soul we want to worship? Then you can go to a nightclub because it will speak to your soul there. You need to praise God regardless. Listen, listen. I say you praise God regardless. Because your praise is not dependent on what you are going through. Your praise is dependent on who Jesus is and who God is. So even in your lowest, God is still on the throne. Even when you don't feel good, God is still good. Let me tell you something. When you say that God is not good because you don't feel good, your neighbor is feeling good, so God is good there. Do you understand? So you cannot reduce God to your own experience. He's bigger than your experiences. So we are praising him for whom he is. Hallelujah. So let's go to the book of 2 Chronicles. 2 Chronicles chapter number 20. I want us to read from verse 20 to 22. 2 Chronicles chapter number 20 verse 20 to 22. Praise activates the hands of God to fight on our behalf. Let's go. Second Chronicles chapter number 20, verse 20 to 22. If we don't see it there, I'll read it from my Bible so that we can get time. Okay. They say, so they rose early in the morning and went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. And they went out. Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitant of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe in his prophet, and you shall prosper. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed those who should sing to the Lord and who should praise the beauty of his holiness. And they went out before the army and were saying, Praise the Lord. I want us to stay together. One, two, three. Praise the Lord. For his mercy in the Say it again. Praise the Lord. For his mercy in the Let's stand up and say it again as we are praising. One, two, three. Praise the Lord. For his mercy in the Say it again. Praise the 
keep it there. Let's create a song. Let the worship team come and let's create a song with this. Keep it on the, on the screen. Keep it on the screen. Hey. I don't have a melody. I don't have a tone, but I know my team can. If it was for me alone, I was done. <laughs> David, please leave the song, the sound, and come and play the drum. It, nothing will go wrong with the sound. I promise you. He doesn't have a stick. You do? Okay, come. Let help us. We're going to pray. This is a practical message. I, 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 listen, I'm not here to just preach to you. I'm here to lead you to the throne. Hallelujah. So we're going to do a practical thing here now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord for his mercy and yours forever. Create a song with that. <laughs> ah, they say they were singing. So it means there is a melody with this song. Let's find it. I know I'm taking Kevin a bit out of, out of his thing here because I'm removing all his setup. Sorry for that. But you must know me by now. You work with me for several years. <laughs> ah, Jason, find us something. <laughs> the word is praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever.
you are. Let's continue to read. Stay, stay, stay. Yes. Let's read. One, two, three. Now, when when you were singing, the Lord was defeating your situation. I said, no, you don't understand. While you were singing, while you were singing, the Lord was working on your behalf. While you were singing, while you were singing, hey! while you were singing, while you were singing, woo! while they were singing, they didn't know that God was out there working. The Bible said while they were singing, the Lord himself set an ambush against the enemies and they were defeated. So you don't need to pray now. You need to sing. Praise the Lord. Let's sing the song again. Let's go again.
Hallelujah. You may be seated. Wow. Thank you so much. <laughs> we have come to Mount Zion. <laughs> we have come to the presence of God. Where we know the one we are worshiping. When you say praise the Lord, God is moving on your behalf. Hey, hey, Woo. when you start to praise, when you voice your praise, when you start to voice your praise, there's an angelic activity around you. Because I want say God dwells in the midst of our praises. He, he tabernacles in the midst of our praises. We create a throne upon which God sits. Praise is the only thing that creates an earthly throne to God. Papa didn't say he dwells in our prayers. No, he didn't say he dwells. No, he said he dwells in the midst of our praises. So when you want God to move on your situation, you know how to attract him. When you start to open your mouth and you start to voice that thing that is inside of you. And you start to release it in the atmosphere. Something starts to happen. It's like, it's like the whole universe starts to move on your behalf. Because somebody is releasing a song of praise. You know, I talked to you about the Tehillah praise. The Taylor praise, it's a, it's a Hebrew word. The Taylor praise is a praise that, that according to the Hebrew people, it's it, it like the, the highest praise that you can give to God. And, and according to the understanding, they say when you reach the praise that we call Tehillah, in that setup of praise, you lose yourself. It's like David, when the ark of God was coming, remember, Uzziah died. David was grieved because Uzziah died. But when the ark went to Obed-Edom, and Obed-Edom started to entertain the ark, and everything around Obed-Edom started to flourish, David went and took the ark back. Do you think he forgot the death of Uzziah? He didn't. But he realized, I'm going to worship beyond my pain. I'm going to pray beyond my pain. He, he, he was dancing, he reached a place where he was dancing so much that he danced himself out of his clothes. His clothes disengaged themselves from him. You have never been there. Where you dance and, and even your clothes, no, let me get out of this man. There's a kind of fire that it can't take. And the Bible says that David was dancing before the ark. No wonder his throne was established. No wonder David was unmovable. No wonder even when he fell with Bathsheba, God still upheld him. Why? Because God knew a man that praised me this way, I cannot let him go. He has touched my heart. He knows how to touch me. So, Joel Safat said something. He consulted with the people and said, you know what? God said he will rescue us. The redemption has not manifested yet, but we can praise him for the redemption. And he started to organize his people. And he said, believe in the Lord and you shall be established. 
He said, believe in his prophet and you shall prosper. You know, the prophet represents the Rima words. So when you believe in the Logos, you are established. But the Logos will not prosper you. But when you have a Rema from God, coming from the mouth, he said, you will prosper. So Jehoshaphat says, what is left to do? They say, organize singers. Oh, these people went to war with singer in front and fighter at the back. When they went to war, when they went to war, the tanks, military tanks were at the back. The singers were at the front. What kind of strategy is that? And they realized that the voice of the singers is more powerful than the bombs. If there was. <laughs> Hallelujah. So they, they, they put strategically the singers in front. Because they knew that if the singers are in front, God is moving in front. So let's put God in front. Let's let let engage God in this battle. Let's put him in front because we'll create a throne. And when God comes, he sits in front and we move with God. The mistake of many people is that they don't understand that this type of praise, even when you don't feel like it's called the sacrifice of praise. Sacrifice of your lips. When the situation does not dictate a joyful heart, but yet with your mouth you praise the Lord. I know what is going on, but I refuse. I refuse to bow to the dictate of circumstances. I have come to a place to realize that God is big enough and bigger than the circumstances. Therefore, when it's not well, it is still well. Even when I'm lying in hospital bed, if I can still raise my hand, I will say hallelujah to the Lord. Do not let circumstances shut the voice of your praise. It's a mistake from Satan. It's a mistake and it's a plan of the devil. You, we, you praise him even with tears, but you still praise him. But, but let me tell you a key how to praise him in that way. When you have a painful circumstance in your life, don't look at the circumstance. Look at back what God has done for you so far. Then you can say, when I remember what the Lord has done, when I remember what my God has done, I will never go back anymore. This circumstance might not be right, but I look back in the window of time and I see how God rescued me. How he saved me when I was in trouble. How he lifted me up when I was in trouble. And I will still praise him. Many people stop praising God because something bad happened. You know, I prayed. I, I had a painful experience in my life. My sister was not well, my elder sister. And uh, I went to her and I told her, my dear, don't worry, I'm here. If you die, I will raise you so you can't lose. And when I said that, I went back to my place. A few weeks later, she died. And I couldn't raise her. And I decided, I'm not believing these things anymore. Why couldn't I raise her? Why couldn't I raise her? But I forgot that that day, 
somebody else collapsed in the same condition as my sister. And I went to the place and she rose. I forgot that. And I was comparing, I, I was stuck in my pain. And I, I, I lost sight of the fact that when I was a child, I nearly died. But the God that knew me from my mother's womb raised me up. So I was confined in my pain and I failed to see God. I didn't want to pray for the sick anymore because of my own failures. So I have confined God to my experience. And I came to understand that God is so big and bigger than my experiences that I need to go beyond my experience and see the bigger picture. I thought I have failed. I thought I failed. I thought I failed. But I realized that in thee, O Lord, do I put my trust in you. And in you there is no failure. What looks like failure, that is not failure at all. I got set free from the lies of Satan. And I started again to pray for the sick. And I was seeing results as I would pray for the sick. You know, the devil wanted to cripple me. Now, the reason why circumstances come into your life is that because that Satan wants to cripple you. You need to go above your circumstances and give a voice. You don't know how mad Satan becomes when he hits you and you are praising. So the man says, let's let put singers. And the singers did the deal for him. Let's read in the book of Acts, chapter number 16, verse 25 to 26. Acts 16, 25 to 26. Are you there? Let's read it. Oh, Lord, help us. Help us, help us, help us. Huh. One, two, three. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the prisoners were listening to them. Somebody say suddenly. Somebody say suddenly. Let's read. There was a great earthquake so that the foundation of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened and everyone changed. Ha, 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 ha. They made a mistake. They took Paul and Silas in a prison. Do you know that they beat them up before they put them there? In the darkness of that dungeon, in the pain of that prison, Paul and Silas decided we will not let the chain confine us or define us. They say, we know one thing and we know how to do it is to give a voice to our God. At midnight, somebody say midnight. At midnight where day was switching, night was switching with day, at that time, they decided to enter the window that was created by God. And they were singing hymns unto God. Look, if I were there, if, I, if it were me, I don't think I would have praised. Because remember, Paul and Silas were in the agenda of doing God's things. And that's where they caught them. 
Now, they could have asked themselves, where was God in all this? Now, where, where, is, where was God? And I could hear, maybe in the back of my ear, Paul saying to Silas, Silas, I don't understand this. It doesn't make sense. This doesn't make sense. We preach. And remember, God promised he will be with us and he will deliver us. What now? So, Silas, do you feel your back? <laughs> I don't feel mine anymore, so I'm numb. Ah, Paul, listen, listen, when I'm out of here, I'm finished with this one. I'm going my way. <laughs> complaining and complaining and complaining. Why did I lose? I think all these things we are talking about in church, we are lying to ourselves. Because look at my situation. I don't even have food on my table. Where is this God that we are talking about? Oh, where is this God when my child was? Where is this God when my friend, my uncle died? Where, where is that God that we are talking about? Is this faith thing real? I can hear, I can hear, I can hear, I can hear. How we talk. Paul and Silas refuse to give in to this kind of talk. They say if we open our mouths, it's to praise him. And Bible said they were singing songs of praise, and other prisoners were listening to them. It means they were not quiet about their praise. It was not, hallelujah. <laughs> These people were pouring their heart out, and they were singing in the ears of other prisoners. They brought a bit of light in that place of pain. You know why? Black Americans sing so well. Because pain has a tendency to push you to sing. Every people that was oppressed can sing. I don't know if you know that. Because the only expression you have is to sing. So Paul and Silas were singing. And while they were singing, God visited the prison. And what I like with God, he cannot be in prison. So he decided, I won't send somebody to visit them. Myself, I'm going to visit them. I'm going to see what is happening because there's a, there's a voice of praise. There is, there, is, there, is a, there is a altar that is calling to me in that prison. That people are singing, they are giving a voice. And I need to tabernacle in their midst. So it's in prison, I'm going there. God came and sat in the prison. And the prison started to be fearful was shaking. And the foundation of the prison shook. Ah. And the chain says, we can't bind people that praise. We have to go because these people are prisoners. They, they are people that have a sense of lifting up God in their situation. Therefore, I need to walk away from them. You know, your situation will walk away from you when you understand that you praise God. Walk away from them. The chains were loose. No, 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 no one came to take off the shackles. No one. But themselves, those chains themselves understood. It's impossible for us to continue binding people that call upon the true God. So it's not your circumstance in the matter. It's what you do in your circumstance that matter. Hey, I come to realize that 
Everything can happen the same way to everybody, but not everybody reacts the same way. All of them were in jail. Only Paul and Silas were singing. What was the rest doing? They were just listening. But I have a good news for you. That your praise has the ability not only to set you free, but the people around you. So if you want an area to be free, sometimes stop walking praying. Walk praise. Take your tambourine. Take everything you have. And behave like a mad person. Just go around the place and praise God and lift him up and sing unto him. You will see angels visiting the place. Angels visiting the place because you are cooperating with them. And you know what? When God comes, angels have to come. Maybe, maybe in your family you have friends for 10 years and they are not free. This morning, God is calling you for another strategy. I said, maybe this morning, God is giving you another strategy. Maybe you have prayed, you have fasted, the things stand still. Maybe it's the time for you to disregard that thing and lift up your God in the midst of a situation. I hear people saying, let fast for the family. I've never heard them say, let's organize a time of praise. Let's come together and praise God. Doesn't matter what is happening. Let's come together and lift up the name of God to tell this situation, you cannot hold us. Death cannot hold us. Nothing can hold us. Somebody died and uh, they asked me to speak. And then the paper they brought me was celebration of his life. When I got there, they were like, mm. I said, is this looking like a celebration? Oh, you made a mistake. I asked them, is it a mistake? They said, no, it's true. I said, let's change our attitude. I know it is painful, but let's not go according to our pain. Let's go according to celebration. Because we haven't lost anyone. We know where they are. If somebody is a believer, and they say, yeah, I lost him. It's a lie from Satan. Because when somebody is lost, we don't know where he is. You, you, you can't know, you, you, you cannot tell me the person is lost yet, you know the address where he stays. He's lost. They say, okay. So where can you find him? No, I know exactly where he stays. <laughs> ah! So why do you say he's lost? I don't know, but he's there. So let's be like Paul and Silas. Can we organize time of praise? I said just time of praise. Can we organize time and time of praise? You know, praise ushers revival. Don't check what I'm saying. The real thing that ushers the revival is praise. When people come to a place of freedom and they start to praise God with all their heart, the fire of God goes through a place. The enemy wants to quiet you. The reason why he's fighting you, it's not because you are too important, but he's afraid of your voice. He's afraid of your praise, and he knows how human beings are. He knows that we are so bound to our emotion, we will not do anything that our emotions don't detect. So he touches your emotions and cripple you in the area of your praise. 
But if you understand this this morning, whenever something touches you, you must know it tries to steal my joy and my praise. So I refuse to give in to it. Hallelujah. Are you going through something this morning? You have a weapon to come out of it. I say you have a weapon. You have a weapon to come out of it. You have a weapon to come out of it. That's why the COVID, they say we can't sing. You see? You see? The mouth is dangerous. And Satan is trying to close our mouths. But we'll sing behind those masks. Uh-huh. I will not be intimidated by the mask. You know, there is one thing that no one can take away from you. It's your freedom inside of you. You see, you can control everything about me, but you can't control my mind. Government can put rules, but they can't put rules about your mind. They cannot tell you, we forbid you to be happy. We forbid you to be joyful. They can't say that. They can restrict you as to physical movements, but they can't restrict you as to spiritual action. So if they, if, if they say you can't gather anymore, you know what you're going to do? We're going to turn our houses into place of praise. Aye. As for me and my family, we shall as for me and my house, we shall praise the Lord. Create lighthouses everywhere. The fire is coming from everywhere. And Satan will have to vacate. It cannot stop the church. It's impossible. Hallelujah. Now, I want to give you a reason for you to praise and then I'm finished. Because some of you, you don't understand why you should praise. I want to take you to the book of Genesis, chapter number 4, verse 8. I want you to read Genesis, chapter number 4, verse 8. And then when I'm finished, we're going to praise God. Hallelujah. That will be the best ministry that we'll do for you today. Let's read. One, two, three. And it came to pass, when they were in the field, that Cain rose up again against Abel, his brother, and killed him. Say, he killed him. Now, you have two sons, and one killed the other one. People, do you understand the pain? Now, we are reading as a scripture, but put yourself in the scripture. Because there are emotion and motion in this scripture, that your two children that seem to love one another at home. They go to the field and the other brother kills the other ones and he hides his body. And you have only two children. What are the feelings that you're going to have toward your other child? Especially that the one he killed was so good. He was a, he was a mother's child. Abel had a future and everybody could see it. And his brother by jealousy killed him. Now, put yourself into that mindset as a mother or as a father. 
as a mother or as a father, look at your children and imagine that one kills the other one for jealousy. And they come and they tell you that your son is gone, he's missing. And maybe you haven't come to realization that his brother has killed him. You are looking for him in the forest, in the bush. And then you discover his body and you realize that he was killed by his brother because there are only two there. What would be your feeling as a parent? What kind of emotion will cross your mind? And I can see, and I can see Eve and Adam. I can hear their talk. And I can hear their discussion. I can hear the guilt. Did we raise these children well? Did we give them the, good, the best education? What happened? What went wrong? And I can see Eve blaming herself for not nurturing them well. And I can see Adam blaming himself for not giving enough love to the elder brother. That's why he turned like that. And the guilt sits on their head. Maybe it's us. Have you realized that sometimes your children make mistakes and you cry? Not for them, but for yourself because of the way you raise them, maybe. Maybe you think you have failed or you have missed on something. Do you know that the failure of your children, you bear it heavily on you? Not just because they failed, but because as a parent, you think you failed. One killed the other one. One killed the other one. God forbid that you get home and one killed the other one. How do you look at them? How do you look at yourself? How do you forgive how do you come to a place to realize that this only one child that is left, I must still love him? Do you hear what? Do you hear? Can you hear? I want you to listen to that voice. I want you to listen to see yourself in that condition, to picture that condition, and allow the spirit to take you into that Eden so that you can see what happened there. The blood, God has to intervene and say, Cain, where is your brother? Cain say, am I the watcher of my brother? And he said, no, his blood is screaming to me. It means the blood was spurred. The blood was on the grass. The blood was on the ground. It's a violent death. He scratched his head with stone. And maybe his brother begged for mercy. But the jealousy in his heart did not allow him to hear the voice of mercy. And he came to kill his brother. And in that time, you are expected to praise God. And how do you praise him when the blood of your son is next to you? How do you praise him? How do you lift up a voice to God and say, Lord, I praise you? While your son's blood is screaming to God. And there is no reason to praise him. But I want to take you to somewhere else. Hallelujah. Because what the devil thinks, he thinks by taking something away from you, it's all. But he does not know that the God that gave you has the ability to create another one. So he thinks by taking something away from you, he has stopped you. Let's go to Genesis chapter number 4, verse 28. Genesis 4, 28. Sorry, Genesis 4, 25. Let's read 25. Genesis 4. 25. Genesis 4, 25. One, two, three, let's read. And knew his wife. Somebody say again. 
God will do it again for you. I say God will do it again for you. And Adam knew his wife again, and she bore a son. The son that was taken was given back. Let's read. And he gave him a son. One, two, three. He named him Seth. For God has appointed another seed for me instead of Abel, whom Cain killed. So when the thing is going tough, know that there will be an again. So I'm not praising God for what has happened. I'm praising him for the again that is coming. And that when the devil thinks he has stolen my wealth, and again God will do it again. So the God that created things has the power to recreate them. He will do it again. Ha. Say to your neighbor, he will do it again. He will do it again. He said, God has appointed another seed for me in, in the place of Abel that Cain killed. I want to tell you the truth, people of God, you will never lose. Because when something is taken, something is given again. So you can praise him. You can praise him because now you can foresee the again that is coming. It's painful, the thing that was taken, but there is an again that is coming. Say, he will do it again. Say to your neighbor, he will do it again. The God that did it the first time will do it again because he's still with you. The God that blessed you in the first place will bless you again. He will do it again. I say, we'll do it again. I say, we'll do it again. It's your time to receive it again. Hey. I say it's your time to receive it again so that you can praise him in this situation. He will do it again. He will do it again. Wow. He will do it again. In the Bible, he did it again and again and again and again. Wow. When they thought it was over, he did it again. I say he did it again. He brought forth something that people didn't expect. Look, Joseph was taken away from Jacob. And when he was taken away, Jacob thought Joseph was dead. And God brought him again, but this time he didn't bring him alone. He brought him with children. So, so while Jacob was crying, Joseph was breathing. You don't hear what I'm saying? So while Jacob was crying for the loss, Joseph was multiplying. You see, everything that is taken away from you is being multiplied. And when it comes back to you in another form, because the Joseph that left was a young boy. The Joseph that we met was an adult. So surely his face has changed. It was not a baby face that Jacob met anymore. It was a grown-up face. So, so he missed on the 15 years of enjoying his son because he was taken from him about 15 years old. But when he was 30, he met him. And when he met him, Joseph had already married. He had children. God will do it again. I said God will do it again. I don't know what is going on in your life today, but I'm here as a voice of God to tell you he will do it again. I'm here to tell you he will restore you again. I'm here to tell you he will lift you up again. He will pick you up again. It's not over yet. I say it's not over yet. 
the God of heaven is, on, 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 is working on your behalf while you can't see him. He will turn the situation in which you are into a place of praise and worship so that you can turn your face to that thing and say, my God has done it again. I say, my God has done it again. I say, you will do it again. I say, we will do it again. This is a place of praise. This is a place where we can celebrate him and give him a voice because we know that our God shall do it again. We praise him because of who we are. We praise him because of what he has given us. We praise him because of what he has done for us. We praise him because of his sacrificial death at the cross. We praise him because he's God Almighty. You can never lose. I say you can never lose. I say you can never lose. You see, when we move to this place, one day, the children of the devil came in here. And while we were away, sleeping, the evil seed was planted. They came, they collect all our speakers, all our sound system, and they went. I said, God, where is your anointing? God, I can't believe that on my watch people came to steal. So I start to say, Lord, why didn't I see it? Why didn't you warn me? And you know the way you blame yourself. And then I pick up my phone and I phone my father and the Lord. I said, Dad, this is what happened. I need you to speak to me. He said, son. He said, yes, dad. He said, let the devil take what is broken so that God can bring you what is new. Hey! I said, oh, is that so? He said, yes, because you won't give up those old speakers I saw there until God allowed that devil to remove it from you. So he said, the devil is cleaning your mess so that God can establish you. Because we had those speakers for long. Since Rebosdale here, Bensley, how many years? Those speakers. And God said, devil, this one is good for you. You can take it now. And then I remember we had an insurance. So we put on a claim. And the insurance paid more than what we ask. Yeah. Yes. We bought those speakers. Thousands of rand. The first speaker cost us maybe 50. This one cost us more than 100,000. Paid by the insurance. So the devil collected the old and God brought the new. Yeah. Hey, I don't know. I don't know what Satan is collecting from you. I don't know what he's collecting. But when he's collecting, know that your God is bringing another one, a new one. It happened twice to me. Twice. I was preaching in George at the church with my wife and the team. And when we stopped our bus at the church, I received a picture from my house. And they say, while I was not here, these thieves came in and collected some stuff. And they mess up everything. And I didn't show them. So I went to preach. I preached good my heart out. So when we finished, then I said to my wife, I can talk to you now. This is what has happened. And then because I knew that whatever the devil collects, God brings. I knew. 
they, collect, they collected one uh, uh, DVD recorder from me. And when I came again, I phoned my insurance. I said, listen, this was taken. They said, okay, go to Clopress and collect a new one. When I got there, they said the one that I was having is, uh, how do you call it, discontinued. So I need to choose the latest one. So with my discontinued, devil took. He did, he did not know that what was taken was discontinued. <laughs> I love God. I say I love God. I love him. Hallelujah. So there is no way you can lose. Whatever is taken, it's an opportunity for greater things to come into your hands. I say it's an opportunity. You lose your job and you cry. Why are you crying? You were not born with that job. You were not born and job in your hands. Ah, job, job. No. You grew up and God gave you that job. So if you lose it, the one that gave it to you can replace it with a better one. So you can praise God in all circumstances. Beholding the glory of God. Knowing that God is able. Hallelujah. Say God is able. Say God is able. So this morning we have an opportunity to praise him.